When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for Thriller Thursdays on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance. The Hawk Chronicles follow the adventures of Detective Kate Hawk, who went from a Baltimore police detective to intergalactic investigator. From fighting crime on the streets to crime in the stars. In the last episode of the Hawk Chronicles. Kika, what's the status of the fighters? They appear to be establishing an orbit for rendezvous with the freighter. Bridge to Jocko. All clear. We're proceeding as planned. I'm on a parallel street. I should be able to follow them until they hit Seventh Boulevard. It's a good bet they're headed for a bar. We're moving up now to check out the warehouse. There. Looks like the front door is booby-trapped. A sword got through a window. Commander, I have an audio message from the Mercury. This is Captain Nate from the Mercury. We successfully detached from the Rage Freighter and are setting up Geosync Orbit over Galaza. You know, I really think you guys need me down there. I feel helpless just sitting up here in orbit. This is the door we need. Yes. Holy Toledo! Look at the size of that thing! Look like there's enough C4 here to take out this whole block of warehouses. Can you tell if it's armed? Let me put it this way. A digital timer just kicked off, counting down from 30 minutes. It's a mousetrap, I'm sure of it. It looks easy to fuse, but as soon as you try it, boom. And now, episode 91, Destination Galaza. Good morning. Good morning. So, how was your evening? Well, I thought for sure that we had stumbled across our two suspects. We... Were Soren and Nelson with you? Oddly enough, the three of us ended up eating at the same restaurant. It was that good rib place off of 7th near the river. So, what was the deal with your two suspects? Well, I'd noticed these two guys in old suits. They were sitting in the corner. I made an excuse to go to the ladies' room, and I saw that they were having milk with their wings. That is a coincidence. But a lot of people drink milk with some of those hot wings. Did you see them loading up their milk with salt? Not really. When I walked by, I heard them speaking some language. I'm not sure. I, I think it was maybe Russian. Did one of them have three fingers? I couldn't really see. We all stayed and had supper. And then when the two got up to leave, I told Nelson and Soren I'd follow them you know, just to make sure. I left them behind to try and collect their glasses. Good. That will not only give us possible prints, but there could also be trace amounts of salt in them too. Trace amounts probably wouldn't help us because they were both eating a big plate of salted fries and chasing them with milk. If they were Russian, using milk to chase anything doesn't sound right. And our two super cops? They took the evidence they gathered to the lab. We should have something back soon, since our task force has high priority from the department. They're on their way back now. Cell bomb task force, Detective Farnsworth. Yeah, Detective, we've got a lot of responses from the video you posted. You might want to come check some of these out. All right, I'll be right there. I'm going to our media center. Looks like we're getting responses from the convenience store video. Okay. 
Call me if there's something good. Will do. Good morning. Where's Chris off to? Good morning. He's following up on some leads from the video. <laughs> well, I didn't hear any explosions last night. Well, the city of St. Louis thanks you. I'm just glad you were right about it being a mousetrap. I never had a doubt. Right. That's why you were the first one out the door. Just clearing the way for you, partner. Shoot, then leaving 15-foot burnout strip as you peeled us out of there. No sense in hanging around. The job was done. Do you think they suspected someone was in the warehouse last night? Well, I'm looking at Soren's tracker, and they're at the warehouse now, probably sleeping in. If they suspected that someone got in, I don't think they would be hanging around here. We didn't take anything out and all the doors were locked. Those mousetrap bombs usually have a motion detector with them. A stray cat or even a mouse could have set it off. A mouse can set off a mousetrap? How convenient. Well, I agree with you, Soren. If they suspected something, they'd be long gone by now. I'm concerned, though, that there's so much C4 in one spot. Nelson, I think you need to calculate a blast casualty zone so we can quietly ensure the area is clear. Can do. If these two weren't aliens, we could just arrest them and be done with it. Well, with their fingerprints, DNA, and no record of them existing here on Earth, their presence here would be hard to explain. <laughs> yeah, especially when they would request salt for their milk. I am really hoping headquarters can get something useful from those papers you photographed at the warehouse. I'm sure it will be a gold mine for them. Did you recognize any of the names on the list? Only one. He was an operative for Wong. I remember him from my time with her gang. He left before we were able to take down Wong. That's interesting. Do you think there's any chance that he could be the bomber mastermind? If it's the same guy, I doubt it very much. He didn't seem too bright, but uh, hey, maybe he was a good actor. I let headquarters know that I recognized the name. I'm sure once he left Sweden, he changed it. That's true, but it seems odd that his name was on the list if he was going to change it. Once Wong's ring was busted, whoever wasn't caught probably not only changed their name, but their appearance and identity too. Captain, it's a new cycle. Oh, thank you, Tika. Make sure Barnes and the troops are awake. Aye, sir. Agent Barnes, Agent Barnes, wake-up call. Yeah, thank you, Tika. I'm up and ready. Hey, uh, I'll take my eggs over easy, and, uh, do you have any grits? I take it that's a little earth humor. The galley will have everything you need. Captain Jocko? We're up and ready to roll. Very well. Negative, sir. I haven't picked up any radio traffic, and there have been no ships in this sector. Very well. I'm on my way to the galley. I'll be up to relieve you in a few. Aye, sir. Hey, Jocko. See you're up and at him. Jim, you ready for this? Maybe after breakfast. <laughs> hey, have you, you and your crew eaten yet? We have our own rations. I thought it would be nice to brew some coffee for them kind of takes the edge off of some of those rations. You know, it's amazing. Two things are universal. Troops will always complain about their rations, and the day starts with coffee. Hey, you're right about that. Everywhere I've been, there has been some kind of bean ground into an addicting morning brew. Brew? 
You guys hitting the bar already? No, no, no. We're talking about how every species out there seems to have discovered coffee. Hey, you think Wi-Fi and Lister drink coffee? I don't know, but we're about to find out. Now, those guys are cranky enough. I can't imagine what they'd be like before their morning coffee. Well, if they drink it, that is. You guys will need to adjust your internal clocks. It's early morning on this side of Galaza, but early evening at Rage's location. By the time you make re-entry and land, it'll be dusk. Galaza is about three quarters the size of your Earth, and it takes, according to my conversion chart here, about 20 of your Earth hours to rotate. At this time of year, the days and nights are pretty much equal. Oh, I hope we're not out there long. My sleep cycle's way out of whack. If you get up at 6 a.m., and then you go to bed at 10 p.m., you get what? Four hours of sleep before it's 6 a.m. again? Barnsey, please. It's too early for math problems. In a mission like this, Jim, you sleep when you can. Now, let me get this black magic juice to the troops and we won't have to worry about sleeping for a while. I'll see you soon for our final brief before we shove off. Sounds good. So, what's your poison this morning? Yeah, I don't recognize much on your menu here. I feel like I'm back in Boulder Bar Cafeteria. Well, you should. Well, this food is, uh, surplus from our deliveries to the cafeteria. Surplus, huh? <laughs> like in, uh, what didn't get delivered? Hey, guys gotta eat. I seem to recognize this. Hey, I have to admit to you, Nate. I'm not really sold on this plan the controller laid out for us. It makes three of us. Three? Jocko won't come out and say it, but he's not thrilled with the plan either. But he's a soldier, and an order's an order. I can understand that. I'm hoping that once we have boots on the ground, he'll assess the situation and come up with an alternative plan. You know, based upon the tactical situation. You mean once he gets there, he'll do it his way. Precisely. Huh. Funny. It looked appetizing before I cooked it. What is the status on our new freighter? My lord. We plan to work through the night to check out all systems, to see how it fared the journey here. Have you finished your debriefing with its crew? Yes, my lord. All systems were nominal, with the exception of one exterior camera, which was slightly damaged during the portal crossing. Has a determination been made as to what caused the damage? As far as they can ascertain, my lord, the gamma radiation burst in the portal destroyed a circuit board. The captain said that the replacement part was not available. He posted a crew member on the stern to observe visually. Have our engineers construct a better housing device. We can't afford blind spots on these freighters. Go. As you will, my lord. Scan verified. Chancellor Zokar, you are expected. Enter. Master. Approach, Zokar. Will we be ready to use the ore bard soon? We are undergoing the final test now. The shuttle crew reported that all systems operated flawlessly, with the exception of one small aft camera. It was damaged by a gamma radiation surge in the portal. I have directed our engineers to construct a better housing shield for all exterior cameras. Excellent. Now, what of our Professor Lin? After encouraging him to think of the welfare of his family, he has decided to join us. Can't he be trusted? He became very angry when I mentioned his daughter. It has been my experience that when someone reacts like that, 
They are genuinely concerned about their loved ones and will cooperate to their fullest. Still, we should keep close watch on him. He has already sabotaged our efforts once. If he makes the slightest questionable move, give him to the Jabatan. And? Eviscerate. Very well, Master. Now, as to Agent Hawk, what have you heard? At best, she'll be unavailable for duty for months if she comes back at all. She still lies in a coma on Philia awaiting surgery. Then for now, she is no concern to me. We will concentrate our task at hand. I want to be transporting all within two light cycles on this desolate rock. It shall be done. The refinery on Latumus is ready to begin processing the ore as soon as it is delivered. I believe within four light cycles, we will be producing high-grade coils for our particle generator. Then we can finish what we have started, and Planet 310 will be no more. Do we have anything on the prints from the, quote, glasses? It just came in. Good. I wasn't sure how long I could hold off Farnsworth on those results that were never submitted. I kind of feel bad leaving him out of the loop. It's the only thing you can do. If you were to get a hold of the real result of those fingerprints, you would have a lot of explaining to do. So, what's our cover on this? IDF headquarters got right on it. Holiday from Homeland set up a phony IDs on the Russian businessman. Since we sent a facsimile of the prints to the feds, there's no record of them here. And of course, the feds are our people at Homeland. So what's their backstory? Two Russian businessmen here on temporary visa to work with a local business to improve Russian production techniques. Of course, the local business is one of our people, should Farnsworth decide to investigate him on his own. We didn't have a contact in the brewery here? Sorry, man. No buds for you. All of this is fine, unless he makes the caller. We'll just have to keep Chris off balance. He's pretty sharp. Chris is one of the most experienced detectives on the force. Well... Let's hope it doesn't get any leads from that video. Or maybe he'll get so many, we'll all be overwhelmed. Speak of the devil. Chris, here, let me put you on speaker. Nelson and Sorna right here. Okay, go ahead. The video has already generated 30 leads. Do any of them look promising? At this point, any lead is promising. I think we need to team up on these and do some follow-ups. All right, we'll be down. Well, Nelson, looks like you might get your wish. It's bad enough to have to do this kind of legwork, but it's worse when you know you don't really need to do it. But I suppose if they are actual sightings of our two suspects, we'll have a better idea where they've been. That's true. It might lead us to their boss. You still think the bomb maker isn't one of these two? I don't want to sound judgmental, but I know a lot about Hungan civilization and the advanced science needed to put together that mousetrap and take down those towers. Well, that's not the work of a typical Hungan. These guys are raised from birth to be mercenaries or assassins. I agree, partner. If we can tie these two together with a third party, we might be able to take down their ring. I was almost certain we did that when Kate and I took out Wei Wong. Well, let's all go to the media lab and start running down these leads. Maybe we'll get lucky on one of them. Get lucky? I think you had your chance last night. I'm pretending I didn't hear that.
John, you know why I'm calling. I would assume you're looking for an update on Kate. So, is there anything new? My last update was late last night. She is in stable condition, and they hope to soon begin reconstruction of her larynx. Were they able to find a suitable donor? As you can imagine, finding a donor is difficult enough. Finding an alien donor is somewhat impossible. So, for the time being, they will be implanting a synthetic voice box. In your technological world, people use a device strapped to their throat that would allow them to communicate. You mean something like a Shikani speaking valve? Exactly. So she's going to sound like a monotoned robot? No. Well, at least not monotoned. The synthetic device is more like a natural voice box. But it will have somewhat of an electronic sound. In the meantime, they are using the somatic cell matrix to grow one from her own cells. When that one is done, she will sound more normal. Does that mean we'll have our old Kate back? Sound-wise, no. There will be some reconstructive surgery on her jaws and soft tissue, so the mechanics won't be the same. She may even struggle with speaking at first. But I've been assured that in time, someone who doesn't know her would not be able to detect any abnormality in her speech. I've been trying to prepare myself for the change. What worries me is that she won't have any time to prepare. When she wakes up, it's all going to hit her at once. They've got good people at that hospital. They'll help her through it. And I know you want to be there. I've talked with my brother, and when the time comes, we will arrange a stiff deep space transfer for you. But not until it's time. Thank you, John. That will be one of the best gifts I could ever get. I just need to start planning on how I will deal with Kelly. Travel time to there and back and spending a day or two with Kate would take about a week. Then I suggest you get to planning right now. So tell me, how has she been lately? Right now, she's in a wait-and-see attitude. But I'm certain that if I can't give her some news soon, she'll be back on the hunt. We've already had one of our staff contact Dr. Ko. He should have some answers by tonight. I'll have him call with an update, perhaps right after six. Sounds like a plan. Have them call me and I'll put him on speaker. That way she won't accuse me of hiding information from her. As far as Barnes and the rescue mission, I only know that all is going to plan. Of course, we're about 22 hours behind on updates. I still think the whole thing should have been scrubbed once Kate was wounded. I don't know how Barnes will be able to concentrate enough to use his bionic interface with Kate's life in the balance. If anybody can do it, it's Jim. I'm sure if he isn't confident in his ability to do the mission, he would have scrubbed himself from it. But he knows that with his Wi-Fi capabilities, he's critical to the mission. He'll just bottle it up and move on. Which is what we're all doing. All right, thanks for the update. Call me anytime if something new develops. Just got off the phone to John Pearman. You have an update on Kate? Just a couple of things. One is that you will be temporarily fitted with an electronic implant that will allow her to speak. It's cutting-edge technology. Now, she'll sound somewhat mechanical. But she'll be able to speak, right? We have to prepare ourselves for the reality of all this. Yes, she'll be able to speak, but it won't be her voice. I think that's going to affect her more than it does us. I suspect you're right about that. Pearman said that one of the attending physicians will contact us this evening with an update on her condition. Did they say when? It will be after six. I told them to wait until you got home. I appreciate that. I hope they have some answers for us. I don't think they can tell us much more than we already know. They know more than they're telling us. Come on, Dad. It's the government. Well, I didn't think I'd get through a whole conversation with you before a conspiracy theory popped up. You know I'm right. Yeah, you probably are. All right. Now that you all have your bellies full, let's go over our plan one more time. After detaching, 
will set up for re-entry at 6 degrees, shooting for a landing at Site Alpha-1. I'll be monitoring for any electronic signatures before and after we pass through the ionization stage. Once we land, we'll send an identification code to let you know our exact status. If the code shows all is well, we'll remain in a geosynchronous orbit to stay on this side of the planet, away from the prying eyes and ears of rage. If it's a distress code, we'll land, pick you up, and abort the mission. So you're not going to proceed on a diversion as the IDF directed? No. I decided I'm not going to be target practice for rage fighters, in spite of the controller's assurance that we'd be safe. Personally, I think it's a good call. But, as a soldier, I'd hesitate disobeying a directive from the controller. Well, I'm not a soldier. I'm a businessman. I have to think of my ship and my crew first. Now, if I don't receive any signal, I'll have to assume you guys need evacuation. I'll land at this old airstrip just south of Alpha-1. I have an all-terrain vehicle in the cargo bay, and I can reach your destination in one Galaza time unit. That's about 50 of your minutes, Jim. All right. Uh, will you be coming alone? Yes. If there's any trouble, I've directed Tika to depart orbit and head for the Capaldi belt and await my instructions. Hopefully, we won't have to worry about any of this. Sounds like a plan. We'll button up here and await detachment. All right. Good luck, guys. Anybody need to use a little boys' room before you leave? Oh, man. You would have to say that. Nah, nah, nah. I'm good to go. All right, button up. I'm on my way to the bridge. Contact Tika and start the procedure. Okay, Mercury. We are ready for detachment. Copy that one. Gravitational rotation slowing for detachment. Ceiling launch two for decompression. Decompressing. Pressure check good. Opening pod bay doors. Decompression complete. Pod doors are clear. Tube is clear. Launch in three, two, one. Mercury, we are clear. The bat is clear. Closing pod bay doors. Good hunting. Thank you. Take care of our ride home. Will do. Mercury clear. Alright, gentlemen. Prepare for re-entry. Retro fire in three, two, one, fire. Retro fire good. Establishing Suffered a loss in our starboard propulsion control. We won't be able to control our yaw. 
Brace for impact when I give the command. We're going to crash. What is the fate of the Bat and its crew? Will Jocko be able to recover control? What will Kelly find out concerning Kate's condition? And what leads will develop on the two bombers? Find out in the next episode of the Hawk Chronicles, Bird Down. Hiya, kids. This is Stinky the Elf, coming to you from the North Pole. You know Santa Claus's workshop, right? Well, I've been asked to convey a special message to you that my boss, Santa Claus, that's right, the jolly old fat guy in the red suit, wants to hear from all the little boys and girls out there. Here's an opportunity to tell him your Christmas list and any other special holiday message you got. And on Fridays, starting the day after Thanksgiving, my boss will read your message out loud on a new podcast called Santa's Inbox, exclusively on the Mutual Network. He'll mention your first name only, plus the town you're from, and then read your email out loud so everybody can hear it. Ain't that exciting? Yeah, Sandy told me that he used to read letters from kids on the radio back in the day, but I told him, I'm only 300 years old. I can't remember that far back. <laughs> okay, what else? Oh, yeah, this offer is open to anybody. Kids, grown-ups, the young at heart, anybody who wants to send a special message or a dedication to anybody else. So anyways, start sending Santa Claus your emails now to santas.xmas.inbox at gmail.com. That's S-A-N-T-A-S dot X-M-A-S dot I-N-B-O-X at gmail.com. Kids, please ask your folks to send your email for you.